Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscelis Dominguez. Let's get it. Hey friends, it's been a minute since I recorded a session where I get to just teach you and minister to you, and today is one of those episodes. Without a guest, it's just me, so I hope you'll hang in here with me. This is a form of reflection from the year, but really something that it could apply at any moment. So regardless of when you're hearing this or listening to this, um, I hope it ministers to you and you can apply it practically right now and today. So today's episode is called God's Authorship Over Our Achievements. I'm going to start off with a bit of my story. Uh, I share about part of my story in the very first episode of this podcast, which you could check out. But This is a different story of mine. I've shared a little bit about this on my Instagram since I've been talking about writing a book and my writing journey. And so this is a bit of a testimony in relation to that. So hear a little bit about my story and then we'll get into some teaching and to some scripture. So first I wanted to share about my childhood. So I grew up uh, learning Spanish and somewhat of English. I grew up mainly in a Spanish speaking home. Both of my parents are immigrants from Dominican Republic and I grew up living in the Dominican Republic as well as New York City. Kind of back and forth uh, for majority of my years before five years old, I lived in the Dominican Republic. We came back and then it was like a, a big a bit of a back and forth and in third grade, I went back to the Dominican Republic. And so I did have a basis of English for kindergarten, first grade and second grade. But when I went to DR, after third grade came back at fourth grade it seemed like i just lost my english like i just really did not remember or know and so i came back and i was really struggling with english i was going to fourth grade the school told my mom that uh, she wanted that i should get left back that i should repeat third grade uh, even though i did do a full year of third grade in Dominican republic but they said it didn't count and so that I should repeat that uh, I also that year found out that my second grade teacher had told my mom at the very end of the school year that she felt I was mentally retarded now this was the 90s uh, I don't think and I don't hope teachers are still communicating this way I think it's actually even illegal for them to think that they could diagnose a child less even less communicate about a child in that way um, with certain language so A lot of my childhood had a lot to do with language and struggling. When I was in fourth grade, my mom fought for me. She advocated for me and I did not repeat third grade. So while in fourth grade and fifth grade, I was bullied heavily, uh, especially around my English, about my my lack of English, Um, even just my writing skills, just going to school and what I was um, kind of just struggling with was being able to function in a way that I felt confident in myself and felt smart because the bullying did not help that. And back in the day, they didn't respond to bullying the way they do now. And so it was really brushed off often. So that was a bulk of my elementary school years, struggling with language, struggling with identity and just struggling overall. And then we get to high school. Actually, middle school was quite great. Uh, So that was even though actually that's when I lost my dad. Uh, He passed away when I was 11 years old. I was in a really good school with really good teachers uh, and had a really beautiful time. Uh, And then in eighth grade, we moved to New Jersey where I went to high school in New Jersey. And when I tell you, I just felt kind of like I was back in elementary school. I was 
being uh, targeted, especially around academics and English and writing uh, and not so much bullying, um, thankfully. In some ways, there was racial commentary that was inappropriate and dehumanizing, uh, but I didn't take it as bullying. Um, I used it for something else. But when it comes to academics specifically and writing, I really did not do well in my English classes. I was actually in an honors math class. I was in an honors history class. But when it came to English and it came to writing, absolutely not. And I can't tell you why now, like the bigger reason, but when I went to college, I became an English major. I, if you have seen the movie Brown Sugar, I wanted to be Sinead Lathan's character. I wanted to write for a hip hop magazine. And I just wanted that kind of life. It seemed like ideal. I love hip hop. Uh, I liked to write creatively, whether or not people thought it was well, I did it anyways. And so I became an English major. Now, while being an English major, I did still struggle. I struggled uh, to understand Shakespeare. I think I got a C in my Shakespeare class and there was just certain classes around my English major that I did not do well in and professors would recommend me to change my major. Um, and then I did decide to change my concentration from creative writing to secondary education. So I graduated and became an English teacher. And so really that was me giving up on writing, me giving up on the idea that I could write, that I was good at it, um, specifically in English. And so I became a teacher, uh, an English teacher. I then later became a social worker. I went to grad school to become a social worker. And then a few years later, I actually started a grad program that I didn't finish. And I don't talk a lot about this publicly, but I didn't finish it due to the feedback on my writing. I was told that I was not a good writer, that I could not uh, communicate my points correctly and adequately, and um, it's just not something that I'm good at. And so this was about 20 years of being told the same narrative over and over and over again. And actually, this narrative of not being good at writing became a narrative that I believed about myself intellectually as a whole. So I actually just thought I was not smart, not just in English or writing, but in all the ways in math, even though I was in math honors classes in high school, I just did not believe or feel that I was smart. It started from the understanding of being told that I should get left back and being called mentally retarded by a second grade teacher. Just all these different things that communicated a narrative that you are not smart, you cannot write, and you don't know English well. Now, most people that I tell kind of these things to, they don't even, they can't even imagine that English is my second language, that I learn English later in life. Uh, some people do say they notice the accent and some people don't. But nevertheless, throughout so much of my life, this was the narrative and what I believed uh, and what I thought to be so. And it's so, so interesting because now it is 2022. I graduated from college in 2012. I graduated with an English major and after that did nothing really with that English major. I, yes, became an English teacher, but when it comes to writing, I didn't write anything. I didn't write for blogs. I didn't have my own blog, nothing like that. In 2018, actually, when I started my business, uh, Full Collective, I began to write and create a blog through it, but very, very infrequently and actually about two years ago I think I made it uh, invisible on my website so uh, you can't actually go see any of the blog posts I might put it back on um, but yeah for now they are not there but we are now 10 years later after having graduated and now I have publishers contacting me 
people subscribing to my blog, paying to subscribe to my blog. Uh, I have an article that I wrote for a ministry that I my article ended up being on their front page. And so the reason why I'm sharing this is when I'm reflecting on this year, it is not just this year that I see God has done some things, but I see the whole story of what he has been doing all along. He would see that I would be bullied, that people would call me names, that people would belittle me, people would communicate something about me that is not true. And so he set a path for me that would include his will and his authorship over my life. So I could say I have reached now where I am because of my achievements and because of my ambition and all these different things. When it really, in reality, it is God's authorship. So when we reflect on a year, whether you're reflecting right now in December 2022 or you're reflecting at some other point in another year, when we reflect and look at the past, And we really look deep into it. We look and remember the things people have said, the moments that have been shifted our history. We can see God's authorship all around it. We can see his hand placed in the entirety of the story. Ten years ago, if you told Priscilla's graduating from college, who the day she graduated from college found out she was pregnant by an ex-boyfriend and was going to Indonesia, like I said, hear that story in the first episode of this podcast. If you would tell that Priscilla's that 10 years later, she is going to have a book contract soon. She has a literary agent. She is writing and getting paid for it. She would laugh at your face. If you would tell the Priscilla's from 10 years ago, anything I am doing right now that I would be doing, she would laugh in your face. She would not believe you. She would be in complete unbelief. But right now, right now, I can see that it was God all along. When we go through things and when we struggle through things, it is so hard to see the hand of God on But we can choose. And by choosing to reflect, we hold a power over the narrative that we have always believed to now enter into the truth that has always been. That is what reflecting does. That is what seeing God's authorship over our achievements does. And so I want to walk through some scriptures here that guide us to this understanding To know and see that God has been molding our story all along. There are things he has allowed to occur and allowed to happen out of his authorship, knowing what is to come in his sovereignty, knowing the goodness that is to come. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. This is a scripture I'm sure so many of us have read. We use it to encourage ourselves. But y'all, that second part of it, we need to emphasize for those who are called according to his purpose. We have deep purpose and our purpose is from God. And because of that, he is the one. He is the one who is working all things together for good. We don't 
actually have to strive and be the people that make things work together for good in our life. I think we we mistake that and we try to do that, especially at the end of the year, especially times of reflection. Okay, what could I have done differently? What can happen next time? That's all good. Learn from our lessons. But to try to be the person in control of the good works that would result in our life is impossible because it is he who works together all things. If you have gone through something traumatizing and painful this year, you don't need to try to see the good of it. You don't need to try to make next year better. Let God heal you and let him provide his goodness for you. Let him do some work. We have become a people that we're the ones trying to do works, but works fail us. Works leaves us dead. Faith is what uplifts us. Faith in God is what keeps us steadfast. Numbers twenty three nineteen says, God is not man that he shall lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and he will not do or has he spoken and he will not fulfill it? What has God spoken over your life? What are the promises that he has spoken over your life? Part of our mission here at Full Collective is to ignite women to live in the fullness of God's promises. This means that we fully embrace the promises that God has for us, that we stay patient, that we stay steadfast, that we stay waiting for his faithfulness because his faithfulness has no end has no interruption and has no distraction. He remains faithful and he is not a liar. So there perhaps are things as you reflect on this year, there are things that you have believed that are lies. Maybe they're in correlation to things that you have believed in the past in history or things that have historically happened to you. What are those lies? If God is not a man that he should lie, what are lies that you are believing that you get to unlearn, unbelieve, and let go? What are they in order for the promises of God to be seen clear in your life? Luke 16, 6-7 says, Are not five spiraled soul for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I think something or someone along the way convinced us that God thinks little of us or doesn't think of us at all. But if he cares for the sparrows, if he provides for every living thing on earth, that includes you. He thinks of you. He considers you. He prays for you. He is the author of your life. This is an opposite message of the world because the world is saying, speak your truth and live your truth and create, be the author of your life. But God says, no, my authorship, my words, the ones that I have written over and for your life are better. Will you trust me with them? Will you trust me with them above your achievements? above your dreams, above your plans, will you trust me to be the author of your life?
here are some questions I would invite you to think about when reflecting on this year. How has God weaved things together this year? What came full circle? What did he author that you're seeing now that you didn't see before? How did you notice God's goodness this year? How has he been good in your life? What are lies that you believed this year? How did God help you and lead you to your achievements this year? And how will you let God author your 2023 or whatever year is to come? God's authorship over our achievements. It is amazing that we reached milestones and that we were able to achieve many things. But look at the bigger picture of your life. Look at what he has been doing all along. Look where he has brought you from. What pit has he pulled you out of? What lie has he freed you from? What breakthrough has he brought you through? What blessing has he given you? What vision has he shown you? What love has he given you? What provision has he sent you? This is who God is. Much of this year could have been filled with pain for you and weariness and disappointment and heartbreak. Maybe sorrow, maybe confusion. And in the midst of that, he has been your author. He is holding your hand. He is working things together. He is not a man that he should lie. He is fulfilling his promises in and through you. So as you reflect in the year, notice where God was. Notice what God did. And notice the goodness that he provided and was in the worst and the best in all of the moments. What would our life look like if we noticed God's goodness daily? If we sought to submit to his authorship? What would that look like? Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already, follow us on Instagram following at PD or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.